Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 677 for comics originally releasing October the 19th and October the 20th. But before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming week, Drew, what's the big items of the week? Is it uh, is it bisexual Superman or is it uh, Adam Warlock or is it any of the other things going on? Okay, I don't know what what's the Adam Warlock thing. They cast Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, really? Yeah, they cast. Uh, let's see what the, the the kid from the one movie that makes me really good, uh, Will Poulter will play Adam Warlock in the next installment of the Marvel franchise's Guardians of the Galaxy oh. 3. Oh, so look for the... those books to blow the heck up. Those books are going to go crazy. They're already going crazy. Yeah. But, uh, what's the movie with uh, Jennifer Aniston and they're in an RV and they're going... Oh, yeah, meet the... We're the yeah, Millers. Yeah, the Millers. We're the Millers. We're the Millers. And you know the, the little blonde kid that like yeah. they made the meme him? out of? It's like, you guys are getting paid or you guys are this? Him? That's him. He's he's Adam Warlock. He is Adam Warlock. Well, I mean, he's grown up a bit, and you know, you know, jawed out and all that fun stuff. But like, there has been so much fun with that old meme and him being Adam Warlock. It's been a fun few days. Oh wow, I missed that completely somehow. Oh, that's no. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I don't mean to brag, Kyle, but um, I got me some NFTs. Oh, I went. I saw in the Slack you talking about that, so I was clicking links and going to places and signing up for uh, XYZ NFT account and XYZ DC thing. I never did get it figured out, and I quit. You quit. You quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I I got me a Harley Quinn and Ooh. a uh, Jessica Cruz NFT. Uh, they're hey. both rare. They're both rare, by the way. Look at so, look at you pulling rares. Yeah, I got pulling rares. Two for two on rares. Um, so like me and only 20, 30,000 people have those. So super rare. So you Um, started your blockchain account. Well, it is, but I wasn't going to do it because, you know, I'm a bit of a tree hugger and I don't, Mm. I didn't like the environmental concerns about Mm. NFTs. Right. But this is palm technology and palm is 99.9% more energy efficient. But is it gluten free? True. Than than the blockchain Ethereum stuff. So, uh-huh. or Ethereal is it Ethereal? Ethereal? It's Ethereum. It. And don't tell anybody I'm over here mining it myself the old fashioned way and using all kind of electricity. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to know. I don't. Okay, know. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you hug the trees. Yeah, um, yeah. I will use them as firewood. Yeah. So I got I got me a couple NFTs. Um, and thank you DC. It was it was fun. Um, I was was it the hoping... same joy of opening the 1986 Donruss baseball cards? No, no, Ooh. no. It was no. It was 1982 Donruss, I think, that had the Cal Ripken. There you go. I, w- I was yeah. going for the '86. I was always trying to pull that Jose Canseco. Oh, the Hazo. Yeah, the Jose Canseco. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, it was. Um, it was cool. They, they, they're not. They're just kind of like um, like spinning little <laughs> images. So I thought maybe there'd be like a comic embedded in there or something but no no just a little little unique number uh that makes it unique to me um it's in my little collection spinning around on my trophy case my nft trophy case but the addiction has begun i can see the appeal it was kind of fun it was i mean it was a bit of a hassle to do like the two or three step sign up thing Mm -hmm. um when i saw you already comparing to some of our uh 
our Patreons what they got and what you got and whose was better. Yeah, yeah, and you know the, it's it's early days of this. Um, this this hasn't even been doing this. This hasn't been going on for a year yet. So mm-hmm. everybody, well, one could say you're in the golden age. Yeah, yeah, the golden age of NFTs. Yeah, but like we were when I was talking to Wolf a couple of weeks ago for an episode back in the back in the feed somewhere. Maybe just two or three episodes. That's good to say. It was like two weeks ago, I mean. it, it was only like two weeks ago. But um, you know, he was talking about Vive and their plans, and it, it, like you, you, people are buying Vive NFTs, but they can't do it. They can't sell them anywhere else besides within the Vive uh, environment, mm-hmm. and they're and they're working on like a shared environment to be able to to sell, trade, buy, sell, trade outside of that, mm-hmm. and. And then, so I think that's like the when the when we get to that where there's like a an eBay of the NFTs, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Or you can trade them for you know, Tra- or t- yeah, a for trade, Bitcoin. <laughs> trade them all for you know a, a Moon Knight or something. There you go. Yeah, so that that was kind of neat. Uh, it, you know, you can't. I think the deadline passed now. You, yeah, you can't you can't get the free ones from DC anymore. So um, by the time you listen to this, because it's all linked, to, it was all as a promotion for DC Fandom, which is um, as you're listening to this episode, it's going on. Uh, I think it starts 9 a.m. Saturday, uh, the 16th of October. So you are probably it's been going on for a couple hours by the time I get this thing out. Um, but they, you know that's that's DC's big event where they announce a lot of the stuff for the coming year. Um, so I'm excited. I'm actually excited for it. Um, That's awesome. Uh, so the the NFT thing did its job, and uh, I liked it. Had fun. Well, pro- you know, like like if DC just wants to roll out some, uh, I would probably do a Detective Twenty Seven. Ah. I would probably do um, an Action One. I would probably do. Uh, I would probably do all the stuff that I have facsimile stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think that would be fun, and like, it maybe some of the characters that I like that a lot of people, other people don't like. If they do a Blue Devil NFT, I'm there. If they do a Sergeant Rock NFT, I'm there. You know, I think that that would be fun to get mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Um, but is it kind of silly and uh, probably going to go away? No. It might. It might. Believe. believe. Um, you know, uh, Wolf makes a he makes a great case. You know, he he's like a NFT salesman, mm-hmm. and he he had me convinced. He was evangelizing on the the NFT, and I I was getting I was getting it. I was feeling it. You ready to run through the wall? But then I you know I see the other side too because there's some naysayers. There's some naysayers on that on the NFTs, and I, I get that side too. It's 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 a it's a weird world, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of strange, but yeah, I had fun and I'm excited about it. So um, I went from that to go check out some of the New York Comic Con uh, footage and what and just kind of see what I was missing out. You know, had a little FOMO, mm-hmm. so I was checking that out. Looked like a bit of a yawner, to be honest oh, with you. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, Artist Alley seemed really slim. Yeah, it seemed like a, yeah. I was noticing that myself. 
you know and you know that's that's my that's the draw for me i don't i don't care so much about the cosplay and the uh pop culture people um i'm there for the artist alley and you, it, were, it looked... you were you were a big fan of the cosplayers i've gone to a con with you well <laughs> yeah i mean some of them are lovely <laughs> lovely creatures but I, i'm not a cosplayer myself mm-hmm. um so i, I don't yet. understand not yet yeah until my mr knight costume comes in <laughs> yeah um but yeah it looked like it looked it looked kind of sad all the masks and stuff you know it looked like everybody was kind of standoffish not as much interaction um and uh it, it just didn't seem like um a comic-con to me so i, I think it's probably the smart move not to do any cons for me mm. this year uh, i think that was probably the way to go uh what else came oh we heard uh saga we got a date for saga it's january yeah january 22nd i believe it yeah. comes back it'll be in the um, next previews yeah so we'll be excited about that um what else is going on which is yeah yeah a lot of people talking about saga that's been awesome yeah and we that i think it was maybe two, was it two years ago where i was really really enjoying the super sons mm-hmm. and you know i love the dynamic between john kent and damien and then that bastard Bendis came in and aged him up, <laughs> and I got so mad that they turned him in. They they made him old, and Damien stayed the same age. And I was like, "What the heck is this about?" And 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 now, now he came out of the closet. And he's bisexual now, and I just feel like they just did that on purpose to hurt me. They just took him away, and and now I can't I I can't hang out. We can't do Super Sons anymore. It's so weird because you can't be. He's dating, and and, and Damien's still you know just fighting crime and being a fourteen year old. When you get in those relationships, first thing that goes is your friends. Yeah, exactly. So it, uh, that that's kind of weird. Um, but I, you know, if anybody's going to handle it right, it'll probably be Tom Taylor. And yeah, and that's that's what I've I've had a few people come to me and ask me about this whole uh, bisexual Superman, and, and I've poo pooed some of the the Robin stuff in the past. I just uh, it's just a writer trying to make some name for himself. But I can't say that in this regard because I I've been a Tom, a long standing Tom Taylor guy. Yeah. So I mean, I yeah. you know I I trust and I'm excited for what what he's doing there and. I hope we get to a point where these just become things that happen, and we don't have to stop everything and talk about them. Yeah, no, didn't um, didn't we do something with Red Robin six months ago? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wasn't quite what, six months. What ago, happened but, there? Uh, he had a uh, he went out on a date with a guy as well, and that was it. No, we we don't care about that anymore. Yeah, we're just kind of. Why are we so up? Why are we so up in arms? I we don't, collectively, I don't, as yeah, a comic community. Why are we so up in arms about this? Then we weren't so up, up in arms about Red Robin. Well, they were, it was the same reaction as the same reaction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, um, another thing I wanted to tell you. This was fun. Uh, I have I have a switch job, so my new job is next to a different comic book shop. So I, hey, which is cool. It's close. It's close by, so it's my lunchtime destination. And um, I walked in there and uh, asked him, I was like, How, so how's your Penguin Random House shipment this week? <laughs> He's like, don't you mention that name in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, 
uh, that's the, we, that name shall not be spoken of in in this establishment. And they Voldemort at Penguin <laughs> Random House. And he, he said, he said, um, if if their warehouse explodes, you don't, you didn't know, you didn't see nothing, you didn't hear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness! I said, how bad was it? He said, well, this week, this week I got about a hundred damages. Um, oh. And I said, oh, well, is it like a 9.8 to a 9.2 or a 9.4 or something? He's like, no, no, it's like a 9.8 to a 2.0. He's like, these things are destroyed. Wow. And, he, and then he, he said, he said, here's what they ship them in. And he turns around and he grabs a box. And he pulls out this box that is the size of a comic. Mm-hmm. And looks like it'll hold maybe 40 or 50 stacked up and it is thin as as (laughs) it is the thinnest cardboard i have ever seen i mean it's Hmm. almost like uh like a mailer folder yeah (laughs) thickness i'm like they thought this was was going to be the solution to mail comics i mean anybody even if you weren't i mean i would think if even if you weren't a comic person could look at these this, these things and and say oh that's not adequate yeah. and he he said and they're so small that you you're getting so many of these small boxes so like you used to get a big box full of comics yeah. so there were less chances for the boxes to get beat up but because these things are so small and don't hold that much you're getting 20 and 30 of them and they're bouncing all over the place and you know the the poor delivery guys have that many more chances to drop them on a corner and um you know he said he showed me the inside he's like now they put an extra piece of cardboard on the bottom <laughs> like that's the like so in case the box gets dropped it'll be okay like that's how it works in the real world that the only thing that would happen is boxes never get flipped over or turned on their sides they only dr- get dropped straight up and down this side up means this side up i mean i i was dumbfounded because i i really kind of thought there was some exaggeration going on that they weren't that bad and that it wasn't a big deal but these are pathetic excuses for boxes Mm -hmm. they'd get you kicked off ebay right away and you know what he can um i think it's salvageable if if they buy a big thick wall box and and pack those boxes inside so it's like a double wall i think you'll be okay at that point Mm -hmm. and you then you'll be back to have but then the, the that might cause a weight problem for shipping and and, and cause a, a premium price. I don't know, um, but I think it's probably salvageable if they do some kind of double boxing. But other than that, they can't continue with these. The these are a joke. And he he said this this week he was he was he had lost a hundred, and um, the the week before it was was bad, and. Uh, it, he was he was not happy, and he 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 said no no one's called him. You know he's he's come he's mentioned he's he's 
said he's got to. He, he was telling me about the procedure with um, the the amount of labor intensive procedure for returns that mm-hmm. he has to go through all this effort of um, UPCs and pictures and descriptions of damage and you know items and stuff and he's like they have this information because I ordered it from them but I have to regurgitate it to them back and I, and and he said the amount of time I have to spend per comic is ridiculous and it's for you know a two dollar comic. Jeez. You know he's got two bucks in that, and he's spending all that time trying to get a, a refund or a reprint. And I, you know, I was I said, well, you know, you, they only print so much for damages. He's like, they need. He said they need to do a complete re reprint the entire week's shipment for both weeks. That's crazy. And just reship them again. And, and and take it as a loss and take their lumps because it's that bad and it's all over and it's pervasive. So, uh, you know, at first I thought it was kind of, it was not that bad, big of a deal, but, you know, getting it straight from a horse's mouth, I kind of think it eh, must be something to this. You've seen the boxes with your own hands? I've, and seen, are not impressed, I've seen these flimsy boxes with my own hands and they are pathetic. They are pathetic. I don't. Know. I mean, I guess I'm used to like the diamond boxes, and how thick they are, and 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 beefed up, and these are half half at least half the thickness of those. It's ridiculous. Anyway, let's let's get off this depressing talk. And oh, I wait a minute. One more thing. And uh, before he got into this, before he started telling me the spilling the tea. Mm-hmm. On on this, he's like, he had he had made a couple of those jokes, and he was like, he looked at me up and down because I had shirt and tie on. He's like, are you di- are you a penguin rep? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I am I am not from Penguin Random House. I'm just curious about how how this all <laughs> came down because I I was like, if what would I if I would have said yes, I might not have made it out of there alive. <laughs> You've been shanked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, what were they saying? Well, let's let's go look um, previews. Let's go look at um, back half stuff. Yeah, of course we like to dig through the previews now a little bit. Spend a little bit of time talking about uh, what we're looking at a couple months in advance. Uh, looks like our order is going to do be due next week, if not a little bit after that. I got to check that. I keep missing dates on that. Um, but now we're going to dig through some of our smaller publishers um, in the previews, the ones that don't get the big. 25 pages that just have a page or two and we're going to start with our ablaze comics and we have animal castle number one xavier dorison and felix uh delop so i don't know if this is another anthropomorphic d-e-l-e-p that's delop yeah yeah xavier dorison and felix delop yeah yeah that's cool this does look like a um a stray dog drip off doesn't it there we go yeah Oh, for fans of the best-selling Stray Dogs and the Eisner Award-winning Beasts of Burden comes an animal fable at once familiar and surprising. Mm-hmm. I do like the art. It looks really nice. I was going to say the art is quite Who was the guy that we liked? That, that Ben Dewey was doing the... What was that animal book that he was doing a while ago where they were in the like floating cities up in the oh, air? Oh, yeah. That was really... 
Yeah, Ben. It, this this looks like Ben Dewey art. It's so good. It's really really strong. Uh, I like it a lot. That's really yeah. nice. Um, anyway, the for us the deep discount order is due on the twenty first. Gotcha. Uh, so for next the rest week. of you uh, peons that don't do deep discount Kawabunga, then you're probably a little earlier than that. There you go. And I like the fact that they're adding these QR codes that you can um, preview the issues. Yeah. That's kind of neat. We talked about it a little bit last uh, week during FOC. It was the uh, Laura number one. Mm-hmm. Gillam Marches, Laura. Um, and, and since I love Carmen so much, uh, this is issue number two. He Who Fights with Monsters, number four. I do not recognize the parody cover, number four. Or the cover D on that one. It looks like a Daredevil cover, right? Yeah, it's something like that. So, I'll have to figure that out. I have all kinds of parody covers that I just am not... I'm, I'm failing with these parody yeah. covers. I apologize. What was the... We didn't get one for uh, Animal Castle, did we? Mm-mm. No. This is a blaze. Um, month after month, they seem to be adding more and more. To yeah, it looks their... like they're working on some stuff. Yeah, and it's been pretty good quality, too. Mm. But the the A's, really strong. We've got, we've got AWA. <laughs> yeah. We've got Aftershock. Yeah. And now we might have to start paying attention to a blaze. Yeah. I'm in Action Lab looking around now. Nothing new kicking off from them. You're all the way down to action lab? Mm-hmm. I moved through a few things. I guess you didn't like see anything you liked. What Correct. about um Advent Comics? War Guard number one. Tony Cottrell. Heaven's greatest warriors have arrived. The Archangel Michael leads the greatest warriors from the golden realm of heaven to earth to protect mankind from the machinations of the fallen. Advent comics. Sure. I'm down in Aftershock from Maniac <laughs> of New York. The Bronx is Burning, number one, by Elliot Kalin, with art by Andrea Muti. Uh, the Bloody Saga of Maniac Harry continues. Wow. Did you read the first one? I did not. What do you think about that mask variant? That's what I was just looking at. It's pretty cool. I like the incentive cover. The I incentive like cover is pretty but, nice as well. And again, I'm not easy on, you know, Bloody Saga. It tends to make me yeah. move on. So just FYI. Horror comics are not my game. That being said, I can be, you know... You know, you'll catch me with a nail biter and stuff, so. Is Tales of Mother F. Goose, is that a Scarface cover? That is a Scarface cover, and that is friggin' dope. It's $7, it's 48 pages, which, again, classic Kyle is going to say, no, but I have to have that. Yeah. So that is legitimately being ordered. And then we have Pulp Fiction also as an incentive cover. Well, hold on, I, I want to read the, the, the Tales of Mother F. Goose. Uh, gotcha blurb the three little pigs are gluttonous casino owners little miss muffet is a hard-nosed cop with arachnophobia the three blind mice are ocularian impaired assassins 
Puss in Boots is a feline-faced scumbag. Welcome to the Tales of Mother F. Goose, where your favorite fairy tales are turned into twisted characters right out of a Tarantino movie. Picking up from Little Red Hood, um, I don't know if that, Shock Comics, and Along Came a Spider, After Dark, uh, we will make you a promise this is the book that will ruin your childhood. Sorry, kids, in advance. Yes. And uh, retailers being talked about some incentives on these these debut issues. But that Scarface cover is dope. Pulp Fiction cover is dope. But do I need two $7 books? Probably not. No. Ohoy Comics gives us uh, Schnifter of Death 5, 3. My Bad, number 2, the Mark Russell book. No new releases for Ahoy. I liked Big Big Man Plans. I uh, liked from, Big Man's Plans was awesome. Yeah, so it's got an extended edition graphic novel. I don't know what they've added. 30 additional pages of story and bonus material. Okay, cool. From Albatross Funny Books. Mm. Not gonna catch me with Zorro. Can't I'm not into. What that is that? American two. mythology? Is that what that is? Yeah. What is, it? is that? What this label is? Man, I don't know about this. The Zorro. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, stuff. In my wheelhouse, unfortunately. We're trotting, trotting rags out for another one shot. Page two forty two. Archie gets a holiday special. You said 242 had rags? I think it did. Oh, you're looking at literal pages, not digital pages. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess I'm looking at literal pages. I'm sorry. Still getting Michael Turner's Fathom, but Michael Turner's not involved at all. Hmm. From Aspen. How is it Michael Turner's Fathom? If he, oh, because he does a variant cover. Okay, I see. <laughs> down to Asylum. I'm not seeing much down there. Past your beloved crossed with Avatar. Yeah, they're oh. doing. Uh, these are graphic novels for two ninety nine a piece. 3D crossed 3D. Yeah, so um, that really worries me. Uh, I mean, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. I love this Avatar stuff, and that's a good deal. And I'll probably cr buy some of them. But I'm a little concerned about a Avatar's long-term deal. Is all they have to offer is stuff in their warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, a twenty dollar art book on sale for five ninety nine plus discount. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, uh, they 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 just they're shuttering they're shutting the doors right. Yeah, and they're just like, we're gonna make it through the end of the year, and then that'll be the end. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, that's all. That's all I can. That's, I, I can assume because I see nothing new being offered. Just old stuff. Say, blow it out. Yeah. Buy two, get one free here soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From our good friends, artists, writers, and artisans, we talked about this hotel hell, or it's H O T E L L. I'm going to a second volume of that one, so they got cool. another story to tell on that one. Uh, yeah, and they've, of course, got the volume one trade available as well. Uh, but this one looks even creepier than this. I think I read the first one and just didn't go back to it just because I got sidetracked. Yeah. They also it was good. Crimson Cage, number one, from John Lee's. Yeah, same guy. Same guy that yeah. did Hotel. Yeah. Exactly. Double, double toil and trouble. Brace yourself for a no-holds-barred reimagining of William Shakespeare's Macbeth from the critically acclaimed creator of Sink. New Orleans, 1984. Chuck Frenzy is the main event star of the local Louisiana pro wrestling territory. Can you please explain to me, Kyle, the crossover of wrestling fans to comic fans? Why Why is that? What is the connection? Is it the, um, like, the the story aspect of wrestling, maybe, that translates? Mm, possibly. I don't, I don't know. We just never did got TV stations, so we never got the chance to even do any wrestling. Yeah, I was wondering, did you ever, did you ever get into wrestling at all? I had a, I had a friend that liked to come to my house because I would rent the pay-per-views if he'd bring beer, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, we, I, I mean... I've seen the bleed over of wrestling stars coming out of things and getting involved in like video game worlds and yeah. uh, a bunch of other stuff and some of the sports figures I like and their uh, their love for wrestling going in. So I'm aware of many a wrestler uh, tertiarily, but not. But even that. even like comic podcasters, like Eleven O'clock Comics, there's mm-hmm. I think most of those guys are wrestling fans. Um, some of the I think some of the comic geeks beat guys are wrestling fans. And I've heard a few, uh, more than a few over the years, and that there, there's a significant crossover between wrestling fans and coming in, or it's just searching people, for a hero people, in whatever form you can. People of an age that that are comic fans were mm. also of the same age where when when WrestleMania and that stuff was big, yeah. that could be as well. Out. Uh, number three, I read that first issue by Rob Williams. It was really good. I I didn't like the pitch, but I read it anyway because I like Rob Williams. But it's like um, it's like uh, like Hogan's heroes, uh, not a not funny Hogan's heroes, <laughs> and like uh, with vampires, right? So it's okay. like it's tunneling and escaping from prisoner of war camp in German controlled prisoner of war camp. Um, but then there's like a, a a vampire involved, and so that that is that's not a great pitch to me, um, but yeah. it, it really worked. And um, Rob Williams really good good writer. Yeah, I need to good. I need to make sure I follow him to whatever he does. Sometimes I miss it. Down in Behemoth is the next thing that catches my eye, and that is No Holds Barred, B A R D Barred, like the mythological singer Bard. Uh, on sale December 1st, 20, 24 pages. Wow, okay. 
When Queen Elizabeth I is kidnapped, only the dramatic duo of William Shakespeare and William Page and their superhero alter egos, the Bard and Page, can save her. Written in iambic pentameter, No Holds Barred is a throwback comedy adventure 400 years in the making. Wow. Oh, man. I don't know if I can um, read that again. I haven't had to read Shakespearean poetry for a long mm-hmm. time. And I don't so, do it for fun. Yeah. I don't typically speak in iambic pentameter, but we shall yeah. see. Okay. Okay. I had no interest in this, and then I read the blurb. Knight Janik, number one, here from Behemoth. What if Zelda and Conan had a child? <laughs> the answer is Knight Janik. Things are not going well in the realm of Fancy Lake. The royal couple falls a victim of a fatal accident, and the fresh new duke shows a disturbing passion for the occult. As if it were not enough, a strange wanderer arrives in the capital. So you're telling me Zelda left Link for Conan? Yeah. yeah. I believe this is probably miswritten, and they assume Zelda is the guy and not the, the princess. Oh. But, um, know, so. Nerds that aren't nerdy enough. Yeah, so it's actually Link and Conan had a baby. But, um, yeah. Yeah. We, we don't want Zelda to leave Link. No. Black Mask with their... Yeah, boo. Hecate's will, or Hecate's <laughs> will, or Hecate's will. In Destiny, New York. Blue Moon Comics, LLC. Uh, they have Devil Tree number one, about a ruthless serial killer. Brought, brought his victims to an ancient oak tree. I like that. Sounds like uh, witches. Yeah, that's true. And here we have Billy the Kit, number three, from our friends at Blue Juice Comics. Uh, you never doubted that to that number would, one. <laughs> you never doubted that they would be soliciting each one. No, of those. they are. They are soliciting monthly in succession, just as they promised they would. So, <laughs> so far, so good. A little boundless for you, Kyle. Yeah, we'll scroll a little slower, but we're moving on. <laughs> What is this Western? What is this supernatural post-apocalyptic Western? It's a book. Oh, it's a book. $50 book. Hardcover. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not interested. This is a comic broadcast. Well, not a hardcover podcast. <laughs> we can barely get floppy comics correct. Yeah. You can't add yeah. a whole other medium to us. Holy Moving smoke. quickly through the dynamic forces stuff that I want to buy and never do. But you know what? A Star Wars Boba Fett hardcover for $10 is pretty good. Uh-huh. It must be a tiny thing. How many pages is it? 60 pages. Oh, and it's a humor book. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> Have you ever watched the... um? Previews, uh, YouTube show. Huh. Me neither. I've seen some of the things that they toss on like Facebook and clicked a few things, but never actually head through. Yeah. Available now. Uh, you can get your Overstreet Guide number fifty-one, Drew. 
Was it time? What page are you on? I am on physical page 294. Oh man, I gotta get moving. And actually, you can, if you're on uh, 293, they begin there. Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Can't ship one of the. It'll probably be down in the fanographics. But uh, Red Room trigger warnings, number one, the, the Ed Pisker. Ah. Yep. So the what are we going to do here? We talked about series of 2020 kicks off its second four issue season. We're going to so relaunch. They're doing those as seasons. Okay, that's cool. And it's, it's a self-contained be... miniseries of monthly comic storytelling. Yeah, it turns out um, this is the Red Room's the biggest book Fantagraphics has ever had. That's crazy. It's, they've never had a, a bigger selling uh, floppy. Maybe one of their OGNs did better. Maybe I don't even know that if that's true. But I, but Red Room is their biggest selling floppy, which is cool. We got Crash Pad number one by Gary Panter. Uh, weird shape, right? I guess Seems it's not it, that. Yeah, and it's also black and white, and it's also six bucks. All things um, that are tough. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Uh, they're reissuing the Hip Hop Family Tree boxes. Um, uh, I, I, if I had the extra hundred and twenty bucks laying around, I would buy those with the slip cases. Really nice. I did enjoy that book a lot. I don't usually double dip though. There you go. Take something special like Hip Hop Family Tree. There's Overstreet. Okay, it's time already. Down into some of the heavy metal stuff. I haven't seen them do a, another really good uh, launch out of a few things. I was looking forward to this Swamp God. But other than that, I haven't seen some of the th stuff I've been waiting for for them. I liked that they were no new launches this week. The, yeah, no, venturing back into the floppy comics and sorts. So I hope they keep that up. Have you been enjoying the stuff that they've been launching? I have. Mm -hmm. I thought it's all been oh, yeah, pretty absolutely. good. Uh, especially a lot of the Romero stuff. Well, I'll AG with some of this stuff here with the humanoids. Magnetic Press. Up beneath the trees looks like Calvin and Hobbes to me. Ah. Oni. Oni needs to step up and do something. They, they've not put out a lot of floppies that... I don't know who who they're who they're writing for. It must not be for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've got their Rick and Morty things, and oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So there are some things there, but yeah, that feels like underutilized would be a good uh, descriptor. And like they're they're not launching anything this month. It doesn't look like. I can't believe we're still doing reissuing Scott Pilgrim in various shapes and sizes. <laughs> 
How about Six Gun? Did you ever read any of the Six Gun? Mm-hmm. Pretty good, wasn't it? I don't even remember it. I remember reading it because you were reading it. Yeah. And I remember reading it and not reading Six Gun Gorilla, but making sure I read that one. And, uh, I don't think I finished it. I don't think I finished it. Drew, I'm down in Red 5 comics at the moment, looking at download number one from Scott Chitwood. Yes. When Eric is hit by a mysterious blast of light from space, he suddenly finds his mind filled with designs for strange devices. But when he blindly begins building them, he won't discover what they do until he and his friends turn them on. But do they dare turn them on? In the spirit of the Goonies and the Explorers, the adventure begins here from the creators of Haunted and Riptide. Wow. Sounds that looks kind of cool. interesting, yeah. Like that. So download number one from Red Five seems some cool stuff there. So it looks like Scout's got a f- couple. Uh, King's Vengeance by Peter Ricca and Davila LeBlanc, and then we have Cult of Icarus by Jenilyn Wright and Carl mm. Dominski, both number ones. Oh, we also have Dancing with the Dragon by Rob McKinnon and Luca Casalanguida. A lot of new number ones from them. Yeah. Second Sight, not seeing anything new from them. Just a one-shot, Victoria Black one-shot. What's the deal with these animated busts? It's like to combat the... um, The pop figures. The pop figures, yeah. Yeah, a little more. A little more half-statue, more cost-efficient statue. Source Point spending some money. Uh, They got full-page spreads on some of their new stuff. We have Rise of Dracula, number one, Rich Davis, and... Pui's Calzada, maybe? Mm, I like it. And then Blood on Sunset by Mark Dana and Arjuna Sasweeney. Another highly anticipated series, as they say. Yeah. And then uh, they're doing Second Place, number one, by Ben Goldsmith. Uh, with art by Ed Smith. Gold, ben Goldsmith sounds familiar. Where do I know him from? Mm-hmm. It's a mockumentary comic about bodybuilding aliens. Interesting. Yeah. Probably not my speed, but <laughs> you never know. Anything from Square Enix? Final Fantasy VII Remake Material Ultimania Hardcover. That's your one of your favorite games of all time, is it not? Which one? Six? Seven. Seven. Seven's up there. Six is my goat, but seven's up there. Yeah, I mean, this is based on the, the remake. So, blah. <laughs> blah, he says. Blah. Titan's going to give us Cowboy Bebop, number one of four. That's cool. The new yeah. Cowboy Bebop live-action TV series, TV series coming to Netflix in November. And is this um, 
a remake of the anime that exists or an all new interpretation? I'm assuming an all new interpretation. Because I've never. I may have seen an, a Cowboy Bebop anime back in the day. Mm hmm. But I, I couldn't tell you a thing about it. There you go. A lot of Doctor Who. Uh, what kind of covers are we getting for Gun Honey number four? Ooh, you name it, we're getting it. We are going deep. We're even giving us uh, the cosplay covers. Somebody's cosplaying Gun Honey. That's awesome. But this is four of four. It's over. That's it. Done. And he, I, 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 two, two Morrow's Publishing always puts out some interesting... Um, magazines. They're all like 10, 15 bucks, but mm -hmm. they look pretty neat. Valiance. Uh, nothing. Not launching anything new. Yeah, Harbingers, Ninjax, all that fun stuff. These are all just collections, right? Yeah. yeah. Anything from Vault? Oh, End After End, number one. Kind of intriguing. Hmm. Walt, Walter Willem's end was fast and unexpected. His was an unremarkable life, so how is it that his story continues as cannon fodder in an endless war raged against an insatiable darkness hell-bent on consuming all of existence? Yeah. Tale as old as time. We Ride Titans? Number one from also from Vault. Ugh, uh, I hate the formatting of these; it's killing. Yeah, me. yeah, it's hard to find out where this stuff is. But it's um trying to keep your family from imploding is a tall order. Kit Cobbs is about to find out is even taller order when that family has been piloting the Titan that protects New Hyperion from Kaiju. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You lost me. Uh, yeah, I don't like um, Vault's design. Yeah. Their ads at all. Yeah, it hurts my eyes. From <laughs> White Owl, he has the NES Encyclopedia. So, the old Nintendo Entertainment System. It's like Very cool. And then there's also the Super Nintendo Encyclopedia. So, 780 games on the Super Nintendo. And it looks like 714 games in the NES they're talking about. Yeah. And there's a few Xenoscope things, and that's usually about the end of her. Okay, well, there's one thing left. There was a band that you used to dig uh, a lot. Five Finger Death Punch. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say and a lot, but yeah. I thought you liked them. They're all right. Oh, I thought they were your jam. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, lead singer of Five Finger uh -huh. Death Punch, Ivan Moody, has uh, Dirty Poetry. Uh, hardcover oh coming out from Z2. Um, okay. I, I think it's kind of, it's it's a book of poems with dark art, uh, with dreamscapes in the, upside down dreamscapes in the mind of its readers, um, written by Ivan Moody himself with haunting ink and watercolor illustrations by Blake Armstrong. Um, but I always that? like these 
banned uh, crossovers into comics. Oh yeah, I always liked it when uh, you know we, we had our good friend from Mind Chemical Romance uh, do all his stuff, and then yeah. we had uh, say anything guy. Yeah, say anything. We've had uh, quite a bit of people. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, that's right. Coheed and Cambria. So, yeah, from them. So very cool. So yeah, that's that's worth checking out. Yeah. Unfortunately, from our, it's from it's Z two. It's a pricey, pricey hardcover. Hey, aren't they all? Yes. And then Xenoscopes continues to uh, try to thrill me in. And every time I, I read a Xenoscope, I usually enjoy it. It's just kind of, <laughs> but it's kind of forgettable, you know? It doesn't mm-hmm. stick with you. But they're usually enjoyable if you have a short week. There you go. Something to check out. And then I think we get into um, manga at that point. So I think yep. that's about all she wrote for the back half. Let's head on over to cover price and see what's going on. All right, our cover price is top ten. Let's look at the stuff that's moving on the secondary market, what the popular things are at the moment. Starting at rank ten, we have The Eternals, number one, from Marvel from 1976. Oh, we got 26 copies moving on this one. Seven-day trend. A CGC 9.8 going for $2,200. What more can we say about the Eternals? Uh, let's just get it out so we can watch it. Okay, so interesting here. Uh, this is significantly lower than what it sold for in May. Yes. Uh, it sold for 3800 in May. We're seeing this um, starting to happen. Uh, we had an ASM 100... An ASM one mm-hmm. that we were talking about on the um, Patreon uh, Slack, and watch why we were watching that auction, and it sold for like four or five thousand less than the average. Um, we're seeing uh, what was the other one? Saga number one is down a bit, yeah, from um, uh, what it was selling for um, at its highest. So, is the bubble? of the the covid bubble that was blowing prices up coming back down or is this just a momentary lull and there will be they'll pop back up again that is the question yes I'm curious to, to to watch this and see what happens at rank nine we have brightest day number four from dc in 2010 this issue features the first appearance of jackson hyde who later becomes aqualad this book is trending as jackson gears up to take the mantle of aquaman in the recent released Aquaman the Becoming series. Note that while Jackson as Aqualad first appears on the cover of Brightest Day number 10, which reveals his initial partial origin, which is altered post-rebirth, he doesn't actually become Aqualad until Teen Titans number 10 in 2016. Regardless, this first appearance of Jackson is the market favorite, moving 22 copies and $30 for Raw. At rank 8, we're still talking about Moon Knight number 1, the John Tyler Christopher. This time we have a New York Comic Con negative variant. A lot of white on that cover. Um, New York Comic Con has ended. However, many of the exclusives that came from it are heating up in the aftermarket. The negative variant has been very popular. 17 copies on the secondary market and a raw copy for $185. Whoa. That's dumb. Yeah. At rank 7, we have Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood, number 3, the Stan Sakai 125. We've talked before about Stan Sakai 
uh, doing things that don't involve a rabbit, and that's yeah. usually a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, and it looks nice. Yep, almost 100 bucks for a raw, four times the ratio. At rank six, we have Moon Knight number three. You know, Hunter's Moon, first appearance. We've talked quite a bit about this. CGC 9.8, $190. There was a stack of them at, on the rack still. Oh, yeah? Uh, you, you can still get this for cover price if you, there you go. go to your LCS. Venom Lethal Protector is number one from 93. It's kind of a Venom spoiler, so skip. Uh, we don't want to talk about Venom spoilers, do we? No, not unless no. It's too it's too soon. Fifty five copies, two hundred and sixty dollars for CGC nine point eight. Fantastic four ninety four from nineteen sixty nine. One of the breakout stars of the recent WandaVision Disney Plus series was Agatha Hartness, as portrayed by actress Catherine Hahn. Fans of the show were disappointed when the lead actress Elizabeth Olsen was quoted back in June as saying she would be shocked if the show was renewed, blah blah blah. But limited series, spin off, blah blah blah. Um this thing's blowing up. 36 copies. $1,500 for a CGC 9.4. So, we'll have to see what actually ends up falling with all this. There's been some different rumors blowing around about what they're going to do with that. Yeah, can Agatha Harkness get hotter? Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. At rank three, we have Marvel Holiday Special number one from 1991. Wow, that's an odd one. In, rec in a recent tweet from James Gunn responding to a fan's question of any shot we get introduced to the new character in Galaxy of the Guardians holiday special, he responded with, In my incredibly subjective and admittedly often odd opinion, we'll be introducing one of the greatest MCU characters of all time. This immediately sent folks speculating on who this could be when most landed on the most powerful mutant in the Marvel Comics universe, Santa. That's right, in this holiday special issue... Cerebro discovers the most powerful Omega-level mutant it's ever registered, which turns out to be the Christmas icon. So 41 copies moved, $45 for a raw copy for the first appearance of Santa. What? Is, yeah. What? We've what? Got, we, that's where we're at now. What? All right. Profit number one from 1993. It was recently announced by The Hollywood Reporter that Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and director Sam Hargrave's team for Studio 8's Prophet and Gyllenhaal will star as John Prophet, a man conscripted by Germans near the end of World War II and subjected to scientific experiments that gave him superhuman strength. Uh, which is based on Rob Liefeld's comic. Sixty-nine copies on the on the secondary market. Seventy-five dollars for a CGC nine point eight. Huh. So, I think some more room to grow on, maybe that, maybe. Yeah, I'm not even paying attention to that. <laughs> and Youngblood, number two, the pink logo variant from 1992. If you recall, back in May, it was announced that Mark Guggenheim was set to pen the script for the film by Studio 8. This was the last time when it landed in the number one spot, although it was trending for months previous to the hints that Rob Liefeld had dropped via Twitter. The market moved swiftly in this issue even back then, though the price stayed relatively reasonable. Yet this new Jake Gyllenhaal cast as Prophet has reignited the market once again for the first appearance of Youngblood in, er, for his first appearance in Youngblood number two. Uh, $360, $365 for CGC 9.8. Also notice, worth noticing that the green logo has moved 63 copies, but for a lower 135 for a CGC 9.8. Okay, I, don't, I don't, didn't remember the pink logo stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. At rank 11, we have Department of Truth, number 13. 
the New York Comic Con, Javen Jordan. Uh, this is an homage to Dr. Dre's The Chronic, of course. Sold just 11 copies, but had a high sale of $170 for a raw copy. It seems a little high, so i um, curious if that's true or not. Oh, it is an NYCC. Um, so it's a con variant. That makes sense. Uh, my beloved Moon Knight number one from 1980 ranks comes in at rank 12. Around first issue sold another 17 copies and had a high sale of $586 for a CBCS 9.8. At rank 13, we have Star Wars number one from Marvel in 1977. Uh, continued chatter around the Obi-Wan series. Wrapping production has fans getting excited for additional Disney Plus news. This helped sell 16 copies and had a high sale of $1,124.95 for a CBCS 9.6. At rank 14, we have Young Avengers Presents number 3 from 2008, uh, a Marvel book that focuses on Wiccan and speed uh, has been increasing lately. Their spotlight issue sold 15 copies and had a high sale of just $40.86 for a raw copy. Also might be some movement there if that of those characters continue to get um, spec love. At rank 15, we have Invincible number 44 from Image in, 19, in 2007. Uh, it's been rumored that Anissa and her controversial story arc, whose first appearance is in this issue, may appear in Invincible Season 2. While this is unconfirmed, it sold 12 copies, had a 7-day trend of 147%, and a high sale of 275 bucks for a CGC 9.8. I'd be curious to see if they actually go through with that and put her storyline on uh, in, in an animated series. Uh, there might be some outcry over that. We'll, we'll see. Um, at rank 16, we have Spawn number one from 1992, uh, the image book. Uh, Spawn continues to sell. It's uh, getting 50 bucks for a near mint raw copy and uh, sold 19 copies and had i think what was 51.45 as the high sale uh x-men number 11 comes in at rank 17. this book from marvel in 1992 um is uh, just one of many jim lee 90s x-men run getting a lot of attention uh, nostalgic fan favorite covers are selling for premiums and high grade this sold just 11 copies, but had a high sale of $224.99 for a CGC 9.8. Um, at rank 18, we have DC Horror Presents Soul Plumber Number 1, the Riley Rosmo 1 in 25. Uh, that was a cool cover. It is a neat cover. Um, new series with a very difficult 1 in 25 variant is helping this trend this week. Sold 23 copies and a high sale of 50 bucks for a raw copy. Uh, the Tula Lute 1 in 25, Righteous Thirst for Vengeance number 1 from Image uh, comes in at 19. Uh, this new Image series has fans seeking out the incentive covers. It sold 20 copies and had a high sale of 34 bucks. Hmm. Um, I read both of those, uh, Soul Plumber and Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, both uh, pretty good. I would give Righteous Thirst for Vengeance the edge. It's a little better, but it is a reminder. There you go. Um, and at rank 20, we have Red Sonia, number two, the Tony Fleeks Trish Forstner variant uh, with a Stray Dogs cover. 
Uh, it sold 12 copies and had a high sale of 10 bucks for a raw copy. Good old Stray Dogs. Good old Stray Dogs still, still doing it. Keeping it real. Now that we've got uh, some hot stuff out of the way, let's take a look at some FOCs uh, that you can place uh, this weekend. Absolutely. Our FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last bite at the apple for a few items coming out here in the next upcoming weeks. It looks like a lot of this stuff is slated to come out uh, November 9th through the beginning of December. But we get a little bit of chance to check out a few things and see if we want to add them to our order. Uh, we get a nice little curated list from our good friends at Deep Discount Comics. Uh, and they are very nice to send us all their prices and everything here so we can uh, add a few things to our order. Um, I think it's a, a big trick by them because they always know that we're going to spend some extra money and add a few things to their order. And by golly, they're always correct. Yes. And look at uh, Batman 89. Yeah. Number four, uh, the cover B, Babs Tar's back. Babs Tar's back, right. I haven't DC. seen her mm -hmm. doing much for a while. That's cool. That's a nice cover she's done. Yep, very cool cover she's done. I like the Rose Besh, uh, Future State Gotham number seven, cover B. I like that a lot. Not as good as I thought. She's done better work than that. That's disappointing for her in my mind. Well, okay. Can I like it still? You can absolutely still like it. Thank you. Uh, the I Am Batman 3 has a Kim Jacinto cardstock variant. Uh, it's, I, I kind of like it. It's got some movement to it. It's pretty neat. I, I don't think I've seen this Kim Jacinto before, so... There you go. Interesting. There, there may be a flock to the Superman Sons of Kal-El 5, the uh, cover C. The Travis Moore cover. Oh, there you go. Where, where are we talking about? Superman, Son of Kal-El number 5, the cover C. Uh, the Almost Kiss? Yes. That's better than the, um, the sitting on the ledge? In my mind, yes. Gotcha. A few of our scout offerings, which are also due on Sunday. I didn't do White Ash, so I'm not really interested in that, so we are good on those. Phenom X, number one from Image. Uh, let's see. Aram Rappaport and Joe Mikiak. Wasn't this the one that was supposed to be... I thought this was somebody else writing this. Well, it does have a uh, cover it's, B by McFarlane. Well, it's the John Linguizamba one. His name's at the very top of it, but it's not on Previews World. Oh. This is the one John Linguizamba is also writing. That must be that must be the the connection. Yeah, there we are. He's I, I did click off. I clicked a different cover than cover A. So yeah, on cover A, it's John Leguizamo, Aram Rappaport, and Joe yes. Mickeyak on writing on this one. Wrong now, where imprisoned I, where, and desperate to regain his freedom, Max Gomez agrees to become a subject in an underground government experiment. Where I like um, when bands. Band members cross over and do uh -huh. comics. I do not like it when actors do. Oh. What about seven-foot-tall basketball players? 
No, also no. Who, who, which one's that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, yeah, what was that? I forgot about that one. Yeah, he did a few things. We're getting the second Righteous Thirst of Vengeance, which I mentioned earlier. And a second print of the first issue. Yes. And uh, issue six for six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Mm. Looks really good. Stillwater's back with with uh, issue 11. Good stuff there. Dark Horse doing anything for us? Not really. Mm. I didn't catch anything there. It didn't seem like a lot of actual comics. There, so yeah. IDW giving us some um, High Republic, uh, the Monster of Temple Peak. It's fourth issue. No, no variants. Just a single issue. That's cool. Down into Marvel. Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, number one. Uh, the Scotty Young is friggin' adorable. And features Pizza Dog. Yeah, way to cash in. Um, make sure to get this... I'm glad that they're getting this stuff out in time for the, the series. Yeah. Which is this year, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it next year? No, it should be... It's Christmas, homie. Oh, it's Christmas. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talking about the Noto variant as the one they're looking for. The Todd Knock headshot is the uh, price increased one. I am not impressed. You don't like the Todd Knock? No, I don't. The Noto variant's nice. Yeah. That'll do well. One Piece, though. That's a weird oh. choice. <laughs> The penultimate issue of the X-Men Trial of Magneto. House of Slaughter going to a second print for Boom. Both covers going to a second print. They're second printing the cover A, the cover B, and the 10 copy incentive. Now is from uh, the Dynamite NYX... Is that Rose Besh do anything for you? What is it? NYX from Dynamite. Let me find it real quick. There's too many covers. Not they bad. all they Not bad. they Not all bad. look very similar, but they're all different different artists. Yeah. I prefer the NYX 11 copy FOC incentive TMNT homage variant. Uh, I, <laughs> gotcha. I like that one better. Um, and we're not, and we're not going to read this because it's a spinoff, right? Sure. Okay, so when is local comic book shop day? Oh, I looked that up. What was that? Local comic. Day is when November twenty fourth, Wednesday. Gotcha. So local comic book shop day twenty twenty one House of Slaughter number one. There is a second print of a local comic shop day item. 
seems odd to me, so... Yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize local comic shop day stuff was... I thought it was more expensive than four bucks. Mm. I thought they were high. Yeah. There is no discount whatsoever for your retailers on those, so sometimes they mark them up. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. Interesting. Chicken Devil gets a second issue. And second issue of Schnifter of Death. Schnifter, I just like saying Schnifter. Life is Strange, Settling Dust, number two of four. Mm-hmm. From Titan. Uh, Aftershock gives us My Date with Monsters, number one. Who's this? Paul Tobin, Andy McDonald. Seven years ago, an attempt to weaponize dreams resulted in holes being punched through the world we know and into the world of dreams. Nightmarish creatures now stalk the land, sprouting from and killing anyone unlucky enough to dream. The only way to save the world is for certain people to have their dreams come true. Ah. All right, Drew. This is the point of the podcast where I ask for your FOC pick of the week. Man, I wasn't writing anything down. I was just I was just looking. You were enjoying yourself. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Hawkeye Kate Bishop number one Noto variant. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. What was I uh, just talking about? What did I just click on? Oh, I wasn't in, listening at all. I'm sorry. In the back half. I've my, it. it wasn't my date with monsters, was it? No. Yeah. 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 Was that the number one? Yeah, Paul Tobin. From my Aftershock. Date. I'm going to go with that one. Recency uh, bias there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it anyway. Those are the two things that we're making sure to add to our FOCs because we do not want to chase them on the secondary market. We want to get them in our boxes when everything else comes in. Drew, we've uh, looked to things coming out in the future. Let's look at some more of the items heating up on the secondary market. Let's go to our good friends at cbsi.com, comicbookinvest.com, and look at their hot 10 list. And just to mix things up, I'm going to start with number one, Misfit City, number one, by Kiwi Smith and Kurt Luskarten. Jumped from just a cover price book to $50 after it was announced that this would be an HBO show. The premise sounds a little like The Goonies and or Stranger Things, which is a good start for sure. We will see how this one goes from here. And we have at rank two, Avengers 257, multiple $600 sales for CGC 9.8s, a $350 sale for a 9.6, and even $150 for a measly 9.2. All record highs. I don't know if people are just waking up to the importance of Nebula or what's really going on. 
Yeah, people are people are way too into Nebula. I don't get it. <laughs> At rank three, we have the Department of Truth number thirteen, uh, Javon Jordan NYCC variant, almost doubling in price since last week, and now up to over one hundred eighty dollars. This one does not appear to be a flash in the pan. It's going to insert a really bad dad joke in here, you know, using the chronic. But heck with it. At rank four, we have Gun Hunting number one, the Warren Lulo. Variant limited to 500, which is now live. Copies are selling for 175 to 200 dollars. I'm guessing this one is being picked up by people that are wine connoisseurs. Uh, not, uh, not, not just fans of naked ladies. Nope, just just uh, AR-15s and wine people. Yeah. At rank five, we have the Fantastic Four, number 67. A 7.5 is going from between 850 to 1,000, which was. You know, three hundred fifty to four hundred dollars six months ago. A four point selling for three hundred fifteen dollars. This could be replaced with Thor one sixty five or Marvel Premiere number one. They are all pretty interchangeable at this point. I get that there might be renewed interest, but this spec has honestly been played out over half a decade at this point. Is there really a massive interest in this character? Must not be, as the price didn't jump as much as we would have expected. At rank six, Convergence, Superman number two. This is literally the only thing that came out of Convergence that anybody cares about. Dan Jurgens, with all the media attention being given to Jonathan Kent, I should be surprised that this first baby appearance doubled in price to $40. Am I the only one that is still questioning how an alien can have kids with a human? But oh well, moving on. Oh, okay. That Fantastic Four is Adam Warlock you were telling me about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Took me a while. And at rank seven, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number two. Cover price up to fifteen to twenty dollars. First appearance of Jay Nakamura, and similar to number seven above. You can see why the price bump. At rank eight, Bloodstone, number one by Abnett and Lanning. Nine point eights are now eight hundred dollars, and raw near mint copies are between three hundred and three fifty. If, and it is a big if, she is cast and hits. It, out of the park, we will all wish that we had bought in at this price. Bloodstone, huh? Yeah. Just trying to look at something real quick. What are you doing? Just looking at the, if, if that casting is something I didn't know off the top of my head. Philadelphia yeah, number one, the Todd McFarlane variant. It has settled into the ten to twenty dollar range until this week. For some reason, people started buying it and paying a premium, and it's down thirty-five to forty bucks. At rank ten, Saga number one, Drew, by our good friends Brian Kavon and Fiona Staples. This one has continued upward all year, starting at around four hundred dollars in January for nine point eight. It is now up to 800 or more for the same 9.8 copy. When the next issue hits January in 2022, it will have been three and a half years hiatus, which is incredible that interest in the series really never waned during that stretch. Good luck on the next 54 issues. We agree. Well, that, that just flies in the face of what I just said. There I, you thought go. It was, I thought it was dropping. They're saying it's still going up. There you go. Hawkeye, blind spot number one. Jim McCann writing this. $40. I guess some people are speculating that Hawkeye's older brother will show up at some point in the Hawkeye show. So just FYI. 
And the other honorable mention, Punch Comics number 12. I don't know what to say here. Last month, a 4.0 copy sold for $36,000, which is higher than any copy in any grade has ever sold other than the 8.0 pedigree. This week, a 0.5 incomplete trimmed C2 restored copy sold for seven grand. Pure insanity. Unless you want this book really, 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 really bad. Yeah, well, that's weird. Yes. Now, the um, the Hawkeye, they really expect a lot of stuff to be jammed into that one season of Hawkeye, don't they? Because they're specking on, like, everything. Mm -hmm. except, except Pizza Dog. Yeah. Why, why yeah. not? Why is Pizza Dog not getting specked on? Where's, where's our dog love? It doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, of, of I don't know. That that I would think that would be. I don't know. Yeah. I think that would be one. Who knows? All right, Drew. Let's head on over and do our sneak peek at next week. Let's look at the comics coming out in your local comic shop this coming Wednesday. Just a reminder before we get into that, um, head on over to Patreon.com. Search comics for fun and profit. Um, throw us a couple bones and be part of our Patreons. You will get uh, exclusive early access to interviews. You will get premium access to the Slack channel where you can hear us argue with each other in text format. Sometimes we're even <laughs> funnier there. Um, yes. Giveaways. We got a 9.8 to give away here soon, and the only way you can win that is to be in the Patreon. And right now, your odds are awesome. So throw us some money, get in that, and you could win a dope, and I do mean dope, book. Yeah, um, we talked to uh, Adam Pastory today. Um, he's decided to give away two more. Oh, So we're, we're going to give away a uh, November and a December that's nine point awesome. eight CGC. So just in time for the holidays, a gift for yourself. Yes. Um, and w the list we have is uh, Haha -ha number one, Demon Days, X Men number one, Ooh. Marauders three, Amazing Spider Man twenty one, Catwoman nine, Superman Endless Winter special number one, Red Sonya Valentine's Day special, The Joker number one. Secret Wars 5, Batgirl 50, or Geiger number 1. Um, so you have multiple covers to choose from on some of those. Uh, so if, if these are all 9.8s uh, sealed and gifted to you, uh, shipping is on Adam even. So uh, your, your choice of, of any of those if you are selected. So... To be selected, you've got to be a patron. Um, we had uh, a new patron this week that we'll get, we're going to do a shout out next week because our show's running way long. Um, so we'll get we'll spend give him some love next week. Um, but yeah, you need to be a patron so you can be a part of this and uh, interact with us and have fun and win stuff. How cool is that? Absolutely. All right, now let's head on over to Linear Distributions and look for the stuff coming out on the night. We have a really nice Clayman cover for the Batman Catwoman number eight. That is interesting, isn't it? It's yeah. different than I've seen before. Exactly, I like that. Yeah. Very cool. And it's not featuring Catwoman at all. Yeah. Uh, you can pick up the Batman Last Night on Earth trade paperback. $25 book there, but encompassing um, that whole storyline. Great Black Manta number two cover by Valentin Delandro. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. 
Jenny Frizen crushing a Catwoman cover. Yes, uh, absolutely. And you've seen some of the Jenny Frizen movement. You might as well just gobble up all her stuff. Yeah, she's doing great. Cliff Chang of the Night Cat, Nice Catwoman, Lonely City, number one, the B cover. Uh, Cliff Chang writing these this uh, four-issue Catwoman Lonely City series as well. Oh, that's a black label. That's going to be great. Yeah, something about a black and white cover where just the blue eyes. Yeah, I love it. Just the Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. It speaks Selena Kyle. It's cool because it's a, it's a very older and aged up uh, Catwoman. So I cannot wait to see where that story goes. Holy cow, Dollhouse Family has a trade. The Hill House imprint. Second eighty five. Look yeah. at that. That yeah, looks awesome. gorgeous. Yeah, I like when it, him and Batgirl on the cover is always nice. Mm, with the spine tingler suit. Yeah, <laughs> the spine machine. That's right. Refrigerator full of heads. We talked about that B cover and how much I like it. And I like that Superman, Son of Kalal number four. Uh, just the cover A is really cool. Just the, the the speed burst out of the old barn or whatnot. Oh, okay. I was wondering what I didn't catch that. Yeah. But yeah, I like I like cover B too. It's very nice. All right, heading over to our image books talked about this reissue of ant number one just a, a decade after it originally came out we're getting paid <laughs> and we had king spawn and now we have gun slinger spawn six bucks a book todd mcfarlane aleska um gunslinger spawn is a good character so we yeah. shall see what they do with this but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven covers here. Plus, I think there's some extra stuff as well. Speaking of King Spawn, uh, second print of issue one. And it's got its third issue. Out. And that's Robert Kirkman. That's Robert Kirkman drawing that Gunslinger Spawn. That is amazing. I did not know he had that in him. No. Wow. That is pretty rad. I um I think I I think I flip flopped on getting that because of the six dollar price tag. But I wish I would have now. That's really nice. Yeah. He has some skills. Yeah. Who knew? Well probably a lot of people. <laughs> Mostly his family people. Yeah. Helicopter number one by Brian Haberlin. We talked about that and that it looks pretty good. Need a Hall's Nightmare blog. That's a great cover. Oh my goodness. Don't even click on the Ice Cream Man covers because they are freaky. Oh, or the Nightmare blog. Why did I click on that? Oh, jeez. That Matina Cthulhu cover is awesome. 
Where you at? The oh. Anita Hawks Nightmare blog number one. Yeah. The Matina cover on that one. You could you could buy all three of those. They're yeah, all pretty they're wicked. All, they're all very well done. done. Anything in Dark Horse? Not a lot of real books here. Killer Queen, Master of the Universe is finishing up there. Tales from Country Folk. Nothing I care about. Critical Role Tales of Exandria, number one for all you Critical Role fans. Um, their four-issue series written by Darcy Van Polgeest. And art by Couple of Kooks. Down into the IDWs where we have Dungeons and Dragons Mindbreaker number one. We go directly from, uh, we go directly from uh, whatever I was talking about just a second ago. The critical <laughs> role, crit critical role, uh, directly into Dungeons and Dragons. So two different publishers, two different Dungeons and Dragons books. I like that TMNT one twenty two Nishijima. Cover mm -hmm. A, I like that a lot. That's a that's a great cover right Turtles there. Turtles playing poker. Well, I don't think they're playing poker, but I get <laughs> I get what, it. Kind of looks like it, I guess. Yeah, shut up and let me have this. <laughs> you can have it. Death of Doctor Strange number two from Marvel. Looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Is, oh, is this a Halloween comic from uh, the Hawkeye number one? Yep. Hawkeye number one, Halloween comic extravaganza. Those don't do... That's not a thing, right? The Those Halloween fest comics never really no. did anything, did they? No. What do, you, what do you think? Do we care about Phoenix Song Echo? Echo could end up being something, but nah. No. Now, we got a, another Star Wars High Republic Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, I mean, it's just $1 reprints or 50 cent reprints that we're slapping yeah, what are the we... word Halloween on. So do we count <coughs> that as like a subsequent printing or is it like not even that? I don't I think it's not even that. Not we don't even count that as that. Correct. Purgatory number one from Dynamite. Debut issue from the team that brought you Seismic Vampirella versus Purgatory series. More of the same. More of the same. If you like them, you like them. That's right. If you third know issue you are, of you already know. Third issue of Eat the Rich. I'm looking forward to that one. Ma, I still haven't read that first issue. It's sitting on my stack. More cut. More of the same. Looking at some of the back half stuff. Gun Honey number two yeah. was well, pretty good. It's pretty good. Who is Kendrick Lim? Yeah, he's uh, Adam Hughes' disciple, isn't he? Is he? 
Kind of. Art Jeremy. Yep. And we do have yet another one of our uh, cosplay covers. Cover D photo. Not All Robots hits issue three. Man, those first two issues were great. Well worth the read. What was Never Never from Heavy Metal? I remember that. Yeah, was that. That's the, yeah, that's the one. The other one I liked that I Peter Pan thing. Yeah, yeah, that looks awesome. A uh, thugged out uh, steampunk version of Tinkerbell on the cover. I friggin' love it. I need to go back and read that just because I want to find out what's going on here. That's all I had. Yeah, I'm not sure about Victoria Revenge. Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask if you're going to of the week, what's the one thing to make sure you walk into your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday and say, um, give it to me. Um, I know I, I hate to do it, but I gotta do a six dollar um, gunslinger spawn with the Kirkman cover. Kirkman cover. Hats off, Robert Kirkman. You didn't you didn't embarrass yourself. There Looks you go. Pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I am heading down to our good friends at Gun Honey, number two. Uh, where was I with that? And I'm um, just grabbing the cover. I I just think it's awesome that uh, that uh, Kendrick Lim cover. If you want to go a little deeper and get the uh, the ten copy virgin version of it, I would recommend that as well. If you can get yourself a good deal on it, it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, Drew. Thank you for heading with me. Like, we want to appreciate. We want to tell everybody we appreciate you tagging along with us through this long episode of the items coming out next week and our sneak peeks. Again, I told you about the patreons and all the fun stuff, and we appreciate you for Drew and for myself. See ya. <laughs>